0: And it's the longest sentence yet to be handed down in the January 6th insurrection cases, a judge giving Proud Boy leader Enrique Tario 22 years behind bars in the sedition case for his role in that capital plot. Now, Tarrio followed his other Proud Boy defendants in recent weeks, emotional, begging for mercy in the courtroom. He apologized to the judge, saying, in part, quote, my candidate lost. I felt like something was personally stolen from me, every media channel that i I turned to told me I was justified. He went on to say, I am not a political zealot. Now, remember, Donald Trump has suggested that he will pardon some of these guys. And joining me now is Trump's former fixer, Michael Cohen. Michael is now principal of Crisis X. He's also the host of two podcasts, Mea Culpa and Political Beatdown, and The New York Times bestselling author of Revenge, How Donald Trump Weaponized the U.S. Department of Justice Against His Critics. Michael, thanks for being here, as always. uh, I want to start with one of the latest pieces of news to come out today, which is that a number of the January 6th defendants, they have been receiving significant sentences for their actions at the Capitol that day, including Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario, who just today was sentenced to 22 years in prison. Some are trying to walk this fine line of regret at this moment. Maybe they were hoping for a pardon or hoping for leniency from the judge. On the question of pardons, do you think that Trump will try to pardon some of these people who already have gone through the justice system, and the justice system has said, you need to be in prison for decades?
1: Yeah, well, that presumes that Donald ends up winning the general election, uh, even presumption that he becomes the nominee uh, for the GOP. There's plenty of time, and there's a lot of indictments and a lot of cases that are still confronting. But yes, I do. I believe that some of them, uh, not all, but I do believe that some of them, like an Enrico um, Tario, would end up receiving... Uh, a pardon or some form of commutation if Donald should enter uh, the White House yet again.
0: And for these proud boys, one of the things about the sentencing is that uh, they all cried and seemed to beg for mercy. What do you make of that?
1: Well, now, unfortunately for them, they are confronted with the reality of the gravity of what they did uh, on behalf of Donald J. Trump. Uh, based upon you know him blowing the dog whistle for them to attack the Capitol. They are now seeing the damage that Donald Trump has caused to their lives. But let's not forget the damage that Donald has caused to so many others' lives, mine included. So, you know, the reality setting, in, and, and it should be a warning to all of the 18 co-defendants in the Georgia case that, this is going to happen to them as well. It's why I constantly say on social media or coming to see you here, Abby, on CNN, that you know the, the time period that these people are going to get is going to be significant. So if they think that the January 6th cases are isolated, they are not. And I suspect that the Fulton County, Georgia, uh, determinations will be uh, equally as um, painful.
0: You just brought up the the Georgia case. Now, all 19 of those defendants have pled not guilty in that case. With all of these defendants in Georgia and the unindicted and unnamed co-conspirators in the federal cases, we are starting to see a lot of finger-pointing playing out in the legal filings. Do you think that they will make a break with Trump like you eventually did?
1: Well, my hope is that they take a look to see what just happened with Enrique Tarrio, where he got 22 years, then the other uh, insurrectionists got 17 years. These are real sentences, not that mine wasn't at a 36-month, three-year sentence. That's It was significant also, especially based upon what the um, crime was. But these are real long sentences, and if they want to be part of that Uh, club of people who spend basically the rest of their lives behind bars, my recommendation for them would be speak now. Because as soon as the guy next to you or the woman next to you starts speaking and spilling the beans, your information is not as um, important. It's not as significant. So the person really who starts to speak first is the one that will get the benefit.
0: A big part of this uh, in the Georgia case, and actually In the federal case as well that looks into the efforts to uh, overturn the 2020 election results is former White House chief of staff Mark Meadows. Uh, He provided testimony last week in the Georgia case, and he put a lot of his actions at the feet of Donald Trump. Do you get the sense that Meadows could be considering turning against him as well?
1: Sure. If Again, you know, if Mark has half a brain, then yeah, he would be speaking um, right now because he knows that Donald will point the finger at him on any opportunity that he gets. No different than you may have seen in the deposition that Donald gave with the New York Attorney General. He pointed the finger at his own son, Eric, throwing Eric under the bus. What is, if Eric can be thrown under the bus by Donald, what do you think Donald will do with someone like Mark Meadows or somebody like Rudy Giuliani or, you know, Sidney Powell or any of the other co defendants? Donald doesn't care about anyone or anything other than himself. And he will point fingers and throw anyone under the bus to save himself.
0: You know well how expensive it is to deal with the legal challenges that face people who are embroiled in these things with Donald Trump. But right now, it does not appear that, in the Georgia case, Trump is paying any of the legal bills for these folks, even for someone like Rudy Giuliani. And now CNN is reporting that some of Trump's co-defendants in Georgia, they are struggling to even afford the uh, legal uh, issues that they haven't even really gotten into yet. It's just the beginning. THAT CASH CRUNCH, DO YOU THINK THAT CASH CRUNCH CAN INCENTIVIZE PEOPLE TO FLIP? (laughs)
1: LIKE I SAID BEFORE, Donald doesn't care about anyone or anything other than himself. He's not going to waste a single penny on any of these people. And he's going to use the line that, oh, it wouldn't look right if, in fact, that I paid your legal bills. It'll look like you know we have some form of a joint defense agreement or there's collusion going on between us. He will use anything that he can in order to continue to grift off you know, the American people, his supporters, uh, for himself not for the benefit of others. But yes, once the bills start pouring in, and as you said, Abby, I certainly know what that was like, uh, it's, it's devastating. I mean, nobody, unless you're a billionaire, can afford to fight with the government because the government has unlimited resources. And they continue to use them, and they they then expand upon them. So at the end of the day, you know, these people are sunk.
0: All right, Michael Cohen, thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Abby.